I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm overwhelmed. Uh, Mr. Movies, Ben. Overwhelmed by Evangelion 2.22, you can not advance. Okay, guys. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Before we start going note by note, because I know we've all taken several, I just want to say one thing. This movie... Rips, slaps, sticks, and fucking fucks all up and down <laughs> the Sunset Strip. Um, I watched it two times this past weekend. Um, it's the first thing for this podcast I've watched twice um, because I really, really fuck with it. Um, like I said, I had seen it in the past, but truly the only scene I remembered happens about five minutes into the movie and everything else was basically new to me. Um and it was awesome. I took nine pages of handwritten notes and then one extra page when I watched it again. So I am very excited to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This may be our first three-hour episode. Yeah, now. who knows? Yeah, this movie is, for a lot of people, the one that was like, oh, oh, I, I see. <laughs> yeah because the first one is they do make some changes but it is more or less the show just kind of abridged and it looks a little bit cooler um this one is when they start taking swings i'd say um mm-hmm. some very very select ones that i'm ready to talk about as well mm-hmm. yeah de- definitely a bold bold direction to take which i mean i'm very grateful for because i think i would have been a little upset if these four movies were just like pretty much scene by scene retellings of the show, uh, I just kind of wish that I was really into the Evangelion fan base back when these movies were coming out, so I could be more in tune to the general reaction of the fan base after seeing this for the first time. Like, I want to hear from people who were who was reading news about the movie when it was first released in Japan and they were waiting for it to come over to the US. That's what I'm really interested in. Just their general reactions at the moment because my mind was fucking blown here. Yeah. It's just everything I knew, just chuck it out the fucking window. We're going a whole new direction and you're you're either going to like it or you don't. And I and I respect the hell out of it. Yeah. I I will say I obtained this movie extremely illegally before it came out in America using a torrent with some fan subs on it and watched it in like 240p. <laughs> uh, that's how excited I was to watch this fucking movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And before that, we had a rip of just the first 10 minutes of the film, basically, that was on like, not even YouTube, it was Justin.tv back then that we oh, watched wow. this shit on. 
<laughs> wow. Amazing. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when it used to be hard to get your anime? Yeah. <laughs> now they can't give that shit fast enough. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're releasing They're it as the frames are being drawn. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually in the future, we're going to have the first live episode of an anime. And it'll, <laughs> probably be, it'll probably be one piece. It'll be a testament to human torture. Yeah. <laughs> an artist has to draw this much stuff as it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, think about the span of time involved in these movies, right? When, when the first one came out, I was still in high school. Yeah. And the last one came out two fucking years ago. Mm. Yeah. It was a long time between these films. There's, like, a nine-year gap between 3.0 and 3.0 plus one, apparently. Right, some point yes. time. Yes. Yes. There was a long time, and people. There was a lot and of guess speculation. What? People movies. loved it. They honestly took it so well. They were like, "Man, <laughs> I can't. I wish I could wait longer for this movie." It was. It was a really good time. There were times when I legit forgot they were going to keep making more of this. I was like, "Man, remember Evangelion?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, there's more movies coming." And, Fuck. And it, the <laughs> fourth one came out right before the explosion of anime movies in American theaters. Because um, it's gotten really big lately, so I can only imagine this movie. If this, what if this movie was, if the fourth one was still cooking up in like 2023, and they did release it in theaters, I bet it would be. I bet it would fucking sell out. Like people would be lining up for that thing because they did it for Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia and all that shit. So, uh, and that time I turned, yeah. yeah, and that time I turned into a high school slime or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good. Show. They're all called that. What do you? Yeah, what do you mean? They're, that's literally the name of every anime that isn't Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> that time my pencil got married to my dad. There's three seasons of that. Yeah, exactly. It was a 400 episodes of that show. It's like you're really reaming <laughs> this out. Yeah. What the hell? All right. But in all serious, in all seriousness, like if they ever did like a theatrical re-release of the end of Evangelion, I would be first in line day one. Maybe multiple showings. I would pay so much money to see that movie on a big screen. Yeah. Anyways, back. Would, if you could somehow arrange it to where I was seeing it with people who'd only watched the show and had just finished the fucking last episode of the show and now walked to the theater to see that, it would be in, just all these Zoomer babies mm-hmm. going to that movie. Incredible experience. Oh, mind blowing. Giga Ray shows up, the theater loses their goddamn <laughs> mind. <laughs> It'd be like the Spider-Man No No Way Home, you know, just uh, levels of insanity. Yeah. Yeah, when Tobey Maguire walks down the alleyway and he's there and everyone's losing their fucking shit in the theaters. Yeah. That will be them when when the live action theater camera starts. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) They see themselves on screen. What the the fuck? The part where Misato dies, the theater burns the fuck down. Yeah. Everyone just just starts rioting. Yeah. Anyways, this movie begins in the classic sense with techno babble. Yep, mm-hmm. bunch of techno babble. Gotta love that. And we see a woman in a, a full face mask, plug suit. And did you, were y'all at all confused as to who this character was when when she first shows up? Well, I mean, I had seen the character in question on posters and stuff, and I we've never seen her in any mm. Evangelion related thing. And I saw that, I'm like, that's not Asuka. It sound, doesn't really sound like Asuka. So I'm assuming it's this person. And lo and behold, I was right. Yep. Back before the movie came out, 
all these all these pictures all these parts of her in this shot she talked but no sound came out of her mouth so folks were thinking it was oscar the entire time mm. and then so she first speaks and you're like that's not oscar who yeah. the fuck is this yeah <laughs> what's going on so yeah, yeah we get some crazy shit it's it's mari the pilot of unit 05 and she is fighting a fucking skeleton angel and it looks mm-hmm. fucking wild and her the unit 05 has like these skates that it kind of can get on in this tunnel and that the design of that um ava is really cool um and yeah and then you know you have uh, uh gendo and fuyutsuki you know being like oh Blah 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 blah. Oh no no, Kaji and for you. Oh yeah, Kaji. Kaji. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, it's our, we get to see Kaji, and he does the classic. Hey, I'm here. By the way, I'm gone. <laughs> he does it immediately. <laughs> hey, Kaji. Bye, Kaji. <laughs> he says two lines, and he's like, "All right, I gotta, gotta get out. Sorry." And he gets on his little helicopter. Toodaloo for now. Well, Ben, you know, you're talking about how the, the angels are out of order. Yeah. Right? Well, this is the third angel. Yep. This is the third one they found in the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dissected it down to a fucking skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. This isn't even the full third angel. It's just, it's the skeleton. It's the, it's the blood veins of it. It's crazy. And then yeah. also just, like, Unit 5, like, didn't they say it was unfinished? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that it can still do all this and, like, and the new, like, the new version of the plug suit. With like everything running into you, like Bane Venom style, yeah, like it was very very interesting to me. And uh, I gotta say, Mari's a character, um, <laughs> very very interesting mannerisms. I'm sure we'll talk about more yeah. as this go as I think this goes on. Mari quickly became like my favorite character in Evangelion just from this one scene. I was like, this she- is this is really fun. I've never seen anyone this happy to be in an Ava to be in an Ava. This is the happiest I've ever seen anyone be in an Ava. Yeah. Like she's ecstatic, it it scares yeah. me. She, and that's something, she scares me. And that's something early on this movie does. It obviously it ebbs and flows, but it does bring some of the humor of the original show back. The first mm-hmm. movie is a little dour, honestly, but this one actually has some funny moments, and I was I was happy for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll get to some of those in a little bit. Yeah, I can I can tell you this. Mari just gets more character as time goes on. <laughs> she she becomes more more character. <laughs> yeah. If you like Mari now, do you like more? <laughs> I just gotta say, the part where that fucking angel does like a crazy core sample attack on the roof and it comes down, hits the halo, and like has a little weight to it. Yeah. So the little cool. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, bounce it does of weight. So cool. I, on my second time, I, I love that even more. I was like, this is this is beautiful. This is great stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like in the Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report. Uh, which is not very well remembered, but it is one of the first movies I ever saw where you saw fully CGI vehicles that were flying through the air would come down and they would have weight as they settled down to the ground. And I was like, that's a really cool detail that few things ever got back then. So I yeah. appreciated that about the movie. It's nice to see that. Also, what what the fuck was Acheron? <laughs> where was it and what was it? <laughs> The, one of the many unanswered questions that you just kind of have to you just kind of have to just coast along with when you watch Evangelion. I don't know. Did they say anything about that in the uh, PS2 manual of that game that came out 20 years ago? Yeah. This is all new, baby. Oh, okay. yeah. Stuff. Or is this some, like for the manga somewhere? The the happiest times manga they made. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: whatever the fuck it was, it ain't no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Done he for. Gets blowed the fuck up. Oh yeah. Um, there's a great part of the fight when um the angel cuts off one of Mari's arms, and then Mari just says, "Fine, I'll do this shit with one hand." And it's one of the once again, Ben. It's like you said, she's just so happy to fucking be here. She's mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, I'm I'm down an arm. I'll do it anyway." This is this is great. Yeah. I love yeah, it. It's, o- <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> It's the fucking Carl Weathers and the Predator thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Arm gets blown off, just slow me down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she crushes its core with her fucking gripper hands. Not even real hands. Yeah, she's a little grippy. Grippers on there. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then she self-destructs. Yes. By the way, Googled it. Finally Googled it. Not a real thing. They have never put a self-destruct on a thing a human has ever been in. They try to do it in the space program in case a rocket fell on a, pl- on a place but NASA was like fuck you we will never put bombs in the place where the, the astronauts go are you crazy yeah, yeah that makes sense if only Nerve had the same safety standards as NASA because <laughs> <laughs> they're usually pretty stringent over there at Nerve but uh, mm-hmm. you know sometimes you gotta cut corners and yeah as soon as she self-destructed I had to write that down I was like we're gonna talk about self-destruct because it's just the funniest thing that we've I've been rewatching all the Mission Impossible movies before Dead Reckoning and there's so much self-destructing in that. I'm just like, what what is the point? Can't you mm-hmm. just don't you don't you the technology just erase this shit somewhere? Does that mm-hmm. to blow up? You probably could have gotten that message to Ethan a lot faster if you didn't spend an extra few hours trying to find a tiny little bomb to insert into the envelope. <laughs> you know, you probably could have gotten to it in like at least a few hours faster. Yeah, the mission might be more possible if you didn't spend so much time <laughs> with self destructing stuff. It'd be mission improbable. There you go. <laughs> you know what's a really great idea? Let's give our secret agent sunglasses with a bomb in them. <laughs> when he's done, they'll explode. That'll, that, no, no way to go wrong. That's the beginning of Mission Impossible 2. It's the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> so you're sure this won't like, fuck up, right? Yeah. Absolutely not, sir. And it's no when he's way. at the top of a mountain and he just got done like free solo climbing. It's like, what if his hands are a little bit sweaty and he goes to take them off and he can't? You fucking yeah, blow right. up Tom Cruise's head. I mean, his fingers explode. <laughs> I mean, it's a John Woo movie. Like, what if what if a dove flies into it and bumps it? Yeah. <laughs> How cool, by the way, was it when the self-destruct happens and her entry plug gets put onto a fucking rocket plane? Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is a weird time to bring this up, but I had to. Have you guys seen the Evangelion X Casetify collab that's happening? I have not. No. You guys know what you know what Case Defy is, right? It's like a phone case company. Yeah. They are making some Evangelion cases, but they're also making a wireless charger that looks like the um, umbilical cord mm-hmm. for the Ava. So you can have your phone look like a fucking Ava. And they have an AirPods case that is Unit 01's head. So you can put your AirPods inside of Unit 01's head. I've There's like a, a mailing list you have to get on for when these things release. I'm on it. I am buying this this. shit. I am joining right now. Yep, there you go. So that's just a PSA for everyone out there. If you're an Evangelion, they're doing some case to five stuff, and it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this this looks kick-ass. But yeah, and about this time, we get a really funny pair of lines where... uh, they say Gendo or no Fuyutsuki 
it's Fiuski, right? That says the Enkaji. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't want it, to. It's so weird that we have to use kids, you know, to advance our own plans. And then we pan right down to Mari. She gets out of the suit, fucking swimming on this ocean of whatever. And then she's like, I feel bad that I have to use adults as pawns in my plans. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious stuff. One of the first big laughs, and it, it's great. And it just, it's one of those things that just makes Evangelion great. It's where everyone has a different fucking thing going on in this show. And the entire time, the world is also coming to an end. It's just, the, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Yeah. I'm just, I'm officially on the mailing list. Okay. Good job. Nice. Yeah. And we cut to the comically large graveyard. I get a laugh when I see this graveyard. It's a, it's a dark laugh, <laughs> yeah. but I do laugh. Because it's so, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's almost irresponsible to use that much <laughs> land for mm-hmm. this graveyard. Yeah, you could have you could have put at least three golf courses there. Yeah, because <laughs> Japan is famously a very small country, mm-hmm. and they're using this much land mass for a graveyard. Probably not a great idea. Like it's just hills of barren earth and little black poles. Little that are not, I think they're not even ornate. It's not personalized. It's everyone gets a pole. That's what you get yeah. for dying is a little pole. It's like Arlington. You get a cross or you get a Star of David. Those are your two options. Yeah. It's fucking everywhere. And so... I'm like... Yeah. And this is a lot like the show, the scene from the show. Um, pretty similar. Um, Gendo and Shinji are, you know, looking over the mom's grave. And then Gendo's like, she's not even in there. There's nothing left of her. And then when he pieces out, you know, we've got Ray and the thing. And once again, just as cold as in the show... Shinji stops him and was like, oh, thank you so much for doing this. I really like talking to you. And he says, right. And then gets on the plane. <laughs> oh, my. Mm-hmm. This kid was not set up yeah. for success. I want to say that much. Yeah. Mm-mm. I also liked how Shinji says that his dad threw everything away. And the implication there is that that includes Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, same questions in the show. Where'd that pilot bring that thing down at in this huge graveyard? Yeah. Is there like one sec is there like one little section where for Gendo to get into things that doesn't have the, all these little poles? Did, did they have a landing strip installed in there right. just just for Gendo? And then and when cats are right. Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, and then also we get a, I get a question answered here uh from the original series. Where does Shinji go? Was Shinji abandoned? Oh no, Katsuragi dropped him off and picked him up. Okay, yeah. all right, we're good. But even then, my question is how long is the walk from where he is right. to where Katsuragi is? Because this place yeah. is huge. Where is the parking lot? Where is the, the, the guest entrance at? I imagine Shinji is walking for like an hour and a half just by himself. Getting out of this thing. <laughs> Playing the, the fucking Charlie Brown music. <laughs> God damn, Asuka kind of is Lucy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she is. <laughs> So, I, when I first saw this hella jet thing they used to get around, I was like, that looks familiar to me. And I was like, oh, it's an Osprey. It's like a real-life Osprey, which, mm-hmm. in case you don't know, has a reputation for it killing more Marines than the entire Taliban put together. Because it's a comically bad plane that goes down at the slightest touch. And so, it's not a very effective design. But this is fiction, so. Yeah, of course. Also, in the car, I have a question for you, Ben. Did you recognize Katsuragi's ringtone? Right away. 
right away. Ah, yeah, yeah, it wow. sounds so good. Yeah, I had to look it up just to confirm, but yeah, I recognized it right away. Yep, I was so happy when I when I heard that. I was like, man, Anno just loves Godzilla, man. Yeah, yeah. The and seeds were, the seeds were planted the whole time. And this scene right here is the scene I remember from when I first watched Two Point Two Two. This is the one that when they're in the car is the one thing I remember. So it's, it's a basically nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't really discuss anything other than like Shinji's yeah. sad what sack. Be, wouldn't it be really cool if Katsuhagi was just like, man, I fucking love Godzilla. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shinji's like, what's that? Yeah, it's like, Have you seen Destroy All Monsters, Shinji? It's, oh, it's great. Like everybody's there. You got the whole crew. Silent Zoomer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking Godzilla here. And then Angel Attack. Yeah. Fucking yep. rocks hit the road and we get the in the show was the leggy guy. You only see legs, but in here we actually since it's a movie, we get a little bit more. And he's kind of mm-hmm. made of like he's kind of made of like Mercedes Benz logos. He kind of <laughs> has that little shape going on. And then a little a, a little pointer head, like a little witch doctor head at the top. A clock. Yeah, kind of like very clockwork. clockwork. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like you remember. I don't know if Ben, if you play this game, but remember the the clockwork villains from Dishonored Two. Yes. Kind of like that. I do. Very similar oh, to that. You're right. Um. And so yeah, New Angel, and they're like, "Oh man, get Unit Zero ready. We're bringing Unit One online." And they're like, "No need. Unit Two is here." <laughs> and we finally get Unit Two in all its glory. We haven't seen the pilot yet but you know we have we kind of have an inkling and it's it just gets to it just we get this one scene where you and o2 just gets to kick ass and it's mm-hmm. so fucking fun mm-hmm. well she's shit out of the largest plane in the world again you see this thing yeah. again in this and movie. the gun is dropped separately because of how <laughs> how big they both are <laughs> And the best thing is a separate plane with the gun. And the most yeah. anime thing in the world is that like there's not like any kind of device to make sure the gun gets to the Ava. It just drops and she has to do like a bunch of acrobatic bullshit in the Ava weaving through all this stuff to catch the gun. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance she doesn't catch that gun and it just plummets and destroys everything below it. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. My house destroyed by a giant gun. <laughs> not shot it. No, no. The gun fell on my house. <laughs> destroyed an entire <laughs> subdivision. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our whole neighborhood killed by one gun. Truly yeah. an American concept. <laughs> an American wet dream. That's right. We're going to skip the bullets entirely. We're yeah. going to kill you with the gun itself. <laughs> Those bullets, if dropped, could all. also kill people. Kill communities of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this gun is like a weird, like, I don't know what you even call this thing. It's not, it's not a rifle like Shinji uses. It's like a fucking rail gun slash Star Wars bowcaster. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Yeah. But it guns. It shoots real good. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, we just get to see Unit 2 kick ass. A bunch of incredible shots happen in this scene. Um, I paused it a couple of times just to kind of look at what was going on. Um. And then, so at first, you know, she does this. Oh. Also, the fucking rock music kicking in. Yes. So good. The, mm-hmm. the, all, all of the guitars and drums sound so fucking good. It does like a shot that kill, that kills it, destroys the core. And Shinji's like, oh, I did it in one shot. And Katsuraki's like, you fucking moron. No, it didn't. Watch what's about to happen. And then, but yeah, it, just, it reconfigures its little, little logos. And then uh, Asuka gets to do a sick drop kick. 
fucking yeah. amazing a truly beautiful shot in here is her drop kicking through this angel's core it's amazing Oh, through the several AT fields as well, yes. just exploding them, and her foot has a spike that comes out of it. Yeah, full maneuver. Yeah, and it, like it break, it like kind of like, what do you call it? Like jackhammers kind of into it slowly, and then just bust through. It looks so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of this old RPG called Rifts, which is just an insane '90s game. There was a class you could be in a game called Glitter Boy. And Glitter Boy's thing was they had a mech called a Glitter Boy. That was why you're called that. And Glitter Boys had these rail guns that were so powerful they needed spikes in their feet that would shoot down into the ground to avoid knocking themselves over when they fired it. And it just reminded me of that concept. I love it. It's so stupid and I love it. <laughs> I wish that Anna would have played that game, because then he could have had one of Asuka's nicknames for Shanji be Glitter Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In the conversation after this, first of all, Asuka has a new name. Her name yes. is now... Yes, Asuka, what is it, Shikanami Langley? Yes. I changed her name. But she calls Shinji Coattails, or like Rider's Dad's Coattails, yeah. and then calls him Coattail Rider again? I'm like, you can't use the same name twice in the conversation. She's calling him out for being a Nepo baby. Mm-hmm. She right. calls it like she sees it. Yeah. All right, but say something different. You can't use it twice. It's just bad bullying. Well... Which she is a bully. Well, she does yeah. for... She does... Well, at first... In her defense, or not in her defense, you know, give him one nickname that sticks to the rest of the rest of the show, which we get to see an origin of in this movie, and I love it so much. We'll get there. Yeah, yep. um, but yeah, so she is, a, and they even call her Captain Asuka Shikanama Langley, so we know that, or Shikanami, um, that she's already at her age been reached the rank of Captain. And finished college. Yes, they mentioned, they specifically mentioned that she has graduated from college. Which is this is a very Japanese thing. This is kind of this is almost Anno kind of poking fun at old Gundam shows where the protagonist will be like 19 years old and be a grizzled military veteran yeah. and a fucking college <laughs> graduate and shit already. So I like that. It's funny. Mm-hmm. We will talk about her being captain in a little bit. I have a thing to talk about her being captain. We'll okay, get back to that. Um, we see Kaji and we, yeah, we see Kaji directions. Asking for directions. It says he feels like Rip Van Winkle. Which, I really wonder, if is that what it is? Do they say that in the Japanese? What do they say? Yeah. What do they say in the Japanese? Because I, I actually did watch the English dub both times for this. Mm. Turning heel from last week. It grew yeah. on me a little bit. I think, I do think Spike Spencer starts out a lot stronger in this movie than he does in the first one. I think the first one was just a little too zany for me, considering the plot, because that movie wasn't very funny at all. But this one, it grew on me. So I, I did, And I, like, I love Mari's voice. That, that was the first thing I heard, and I was like, I'm sold. I can watch this in English now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Like, I, I wasn't a big hater of, the, of it the first time around, but the stuff I didn't like really grew on me this time. I'm really, I, I'm appreciating Spike Spencer more. I still don't like when he screams. It just sounds, yeah. it just sounds, it sounds weird. It sounds forced. That Netflix but, kid uh, has a great scream. That Netflix, that Netflix kid, like, uh, I feel bad I don't know his name, but that Netflix yeah. kid, he, he he's talented as hell. But uh, what's her name? Tiffany Grant. AJ Mongilo. Oh yeah, AJ Mongilo. Yeah, yeah, that that's a talented kid. But Oscar uh, Tiffany Grant. That's her name, right? Yeah. She she's Oscar. She's like, great. Yeah. That I understand why people feel so attached to her. Like she's Oscar. Like yeah. that makes sense. It's perfect. Uh, I'm even warming up to a uh, Masato. Uh, uh, her voice. Uh, her voice actor. Like I was not feeling it at all in the first one, but it's kind of grow on. It's kind of growing on me here. 
Yeah. I gotta agree. It, they, they, everyone sounds better in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think a lot of it is due to tone. There's a lot of scenes that kind of set the tone for these voices a lot better, and then they develop over time, which I just think kind of works. Also, uh, I wrote this down, great gay porn name, Rip Van Twinkle. <laughs> well, there you go. That's something. We get back to the big office, boys. We're back again. Yay. Big fucking goddamn office. <laughs> BFO. Big fucking office. And this time, the thing in the box is not Adam. It is the key, key of, Nebuchadnezzar. of Nebuchadnezzar. And when this happened, I literally said out loud, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Something it, that a bunch of like science fiction slash cyberpunk stuff like to reference. They just love the word. It happens in the Matrix. I believe it happens in some of William Gibson and Neil Stevenson's works. They just, yep. it's a word they just love throwing out. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds dope. It's like one of the coolest words ever. Yeah, and for those who don't know, it's more Christian iconography because in the yep. Bible, ne- King Nebuchadnezzar, or more specifically Nebuchadnezzar II, is the king who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, in the fiery furnace for refusing to worship him, but they don't actually burn up in the furnace because they look in and God's actually there with them. Or, as better told, through the VeggieTales short, uh, Rack, Shack, and Benny. And instead of uh, Nebuchadnezzar and that, it's Mr. Nezer, and he's the boss, and they're the employees of a chocolate factory, and they get thrown into a furnace for not wanting to worship the effigy of a giant chocolate bunny. It's wild. I recommend it to everybody. So wait a minute, Ben. Well, yes. Hold up. In the VeggieTales version, even though it's in a chocolate factory, he still throws them into a furnace? Yeah, he still throws them in a furnace. Okay, cool. I guess there's some things they were like, we can't take liberties with everything, okay? We can turn this into a chocolate factory. We can't change the furnace. Yeah. You never had fondue? You gotta get chocolate hot, Seth. Well, for me, it's like, I guess it's just because I'm weird. Since they're veggies, I would like, wouldn't you want to throw them into like a slicer? You know, like, Roasted, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something a little, little more accurate. I don't know. I think the thought of a vegetable about, uh, uh, vegetables that can talk getting beheaded by like a sharp object i think that would be more scarring to children mm. so i think like throwing them in a furnace uh was a little less uh traumatizing that's probably true. the veggie tales don't take that many risks they take no. they take a couple but mm-hmm. not that many also guys i've had a cursed realization uh nebuchadnezzar uh in the middle of that word is chad so now my new name is nebuchadnezzar oh, no. <laughs> i will see you fuckers later <laughs> When is VeggieTales going to do their retelling of Neon Genesis Evangelion? Oh, I can't wait. You know it's coming. They've done, like, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones. It's got to happen at some point. Eventually, they're going to run out of IP and be like, well, what about this one? Yeah. I would pay... VeggieTales, VeggieTales. Yeah. (laughs) We'll do the meat version of VeggieTales next. There we go. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kaji and Ritsko is basically identical, except he, he comes on a little stronger in this in the movie. I was gonna say before. it's something about Kaji that I think it, it I think works so well is that whenever you see those dudes on like TV and the internet who are like pickup artists who are like, oh, I know exactly what you can say and how fucking shitty you can be to people, and they'll still sleep with you. Like the, their template is somebody like Kaji, but what they don't realize is they don't have an ounce of the charm. That Kaji has, or any of the um, self-awareness that Kaji has. And it's funny because, like, just watching his scenes in a vacuum, you can be like, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. But the more you, the more you know about the guy, the more you're like, he is, he's doing bits all day. He, he's a bit <laughs> yeah. guy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, you're right. He's doing best. Because that's what he's first doing. Thing, he, does, he goes up and he tells Ritzkel, oh, you've, you've lost weight. Like, the, oh. one of the sleaziest things you can say when she's like, oh, I've actually gained it. He's like, I want to prove that for myself. And one of the things that sell, really sells me on Katsuragi's English voice actress in this is this scene when she's fuming and walks in and it's just like, Oscar's transfer has been approved uh, by <laughs> HR, which, which I'm about to get to. Um, and just storms out. I really loved her delivery on that whole thing. And it kind of really, it really made me appreciate that voice actress a lot. Now, just for clarification, was Kaji this flirty with Ritzko in the show? I'm trying to remember. Not, not yeah. this. He wasn't this physical, not, I would not say. Not this much. No, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, no. He didn't come on this strong towards her. No, no, no. no. Okay, he would that, just say, like, little 30 things in the show. Yeah, like, I felt that. But when, like, he, when he was all up on her, I got, I got confused. I don't remember yeah. this. <laughs> Now that that did happen in the show. There was only like two lines he had. Oh, okay. And she was like immediately. Ritzko was there. Yeah, yeah. it was and drawn out. It's like, well, it's like this is a movie. Are they are they gonna fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, right? And here? But the thing is, as soon as as soon as Ritzko starts talking, you get the impression that she's just like, this is a bit. I know he's doing oh, a bit, and we're just yeah. gonna we're just gonna do this little thing. Nothing really happens here. Yeah, they're just playing around. They're just being a little silly. Yeah, but Katsuragi mentions that HR has approved the. <laughs> the transfer. Can you imagine being HR at Nerve? <laughs> the fact that HR exists. Yeah. First of all, the fact that it exists, y'all aren't doing a very good job. I just want to say there are some there are some problems <laughs> that are foundational to Nerve that I'm not sure you can solve at this point. Yeah, a lot of things under the table and a lot of things above the table too that should have been addressed. Look at this straight. Her name is Asuka Shikinami Langley. She's 14 years old, a college graduate, a captain in a military unit of some sort. I only need like six drinks. I can't deal yeah. with this. <laughs> She's here from the Euro branch. Just all of Europe, huh? Yeah. Just all of Europe? Mm-hmm. All right, gotcha. Like, no all right, by the way, does anybody have the uh, psychotic breakdown form? I don't have any in my desk anymore. I just keep, I, I run out of them so quickly. Anybody got one of those? Yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Shinji again. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it's always Shinji. Yeah. What's what's her psychological contamination level? Yeah. Oh, this is good. What's the water cooler talk at the HR (laughs) office of Nerve? Do they even look at each other? Do they do they even like accept that they're in the same place together? I don't think I would. You know what? A- HR is one of these fucking AIs I got nowadays. That's all it it's is. It's probably part of the Magi. Yeah. Or just yes. one, little, one little circuit on the Magi is doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just love... My question I have, by the way, is what's what are what are even in these boxes that Asuka has moved into the apartment? <laughs> what is, she what is so in many. <laughs> so many! I imagine if we're going to be heteronormative here, I imagine it's a lot of clothes. Because she seems to have right. outfits. Mm-hmm. We never see her in them. We only see her in like two outfits. Yeah. Entire, even even in the show, like we only saw her in like two other things outside of her normal gear. So yeah. like, I guess she just never got her, gets around to unpacking or. I did say later she is the only person in the goddamn show, maybe the country, to have an actual bed in her room. Mm-hmm. Yes. I say actual bed by American standards or Western standards. Yeah. Yes. She moved a whole ass bed into a Japanese bedroom, not built for a bed. <laughs> I want to see that scene. I want to see yeah. that part. Just the, the movers being like, God fucking damn it. What is this thing? 
What am I doing <laughs> here? Push! Is, is her, her, Shinji, and Katsuragi are sitting in a room being like, what goes where? Yeah. <laughs> what plugs into what? Just all you know of them yelling at each other. You know that scene from The Wire, season one, when they're moving that desk? <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's seen The Wire, just imagine that, but with these characters. And it'll, it'll a lot of things will make sense. I have some things to pitch to Ano. It's like, I know, I know you're done. <laughs> just indulge me just once, please. Yeah. Oh, no, you ever seen Friends? <laughs> the more I learn about that Happy Times Evangelion they made, I kind of wish they would have animated that one, too. I feel like it would be a good a good little reprieve. Don't you fucking dare. They probably will one of these days. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be the one the VeggieTales adapt. Yeah. We also, by the way, cut away to a great scene of Ray in her shitty apartment. Ray just doing Ray things, yeah. sitting in the dark, taking pills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silent. Sad. Alone. <laughs> I knew a guy who did this. <laughs> this is when I imagine like a laugh trap would come in. You know, like, oh, look at Ray. Yeah. <laughs> She's so you know, funny. Friends, yeah. dark. Her part, by the way, is now even worse because it's actively been half destroyed. Yeah. There's like equipment outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just like, whatever. We get some of our best nudity hiding in the history of anime here. Where... Like, four great things happen within, like, I don't know, probably 45 seconds. So the mm-hmm. first one is that um, we we see, uh, you know, they do the whole thing with the beer cans hiding Asuka's breasts. They pull the top one away. The straw is there covering the nipples. <laughs> and then in, in, during all of this, Shinji casually explains Pin Pin to Asuka. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, yeah, he's a, she's like, what is this thing? He's like. It's an animal called a penguin. His name's Pin Pin. You ever heard of it before? <laughs> and Asuka, understandably, is like, no, I mean, what the fuck is this? And why is this here? And can you explain it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then she, he, she, he, oh, go ahead. And then, like, she proceeds to roundhouse kick Shinji. <laughs> yeah, and then. I love the fact that the plate. Yes. As she's kicking, a plate flies up and covers anything in, in the field of view. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they really, they really milk that for all it's worth. Also, did you catch us in the back here, Pin Pin, drinking out of a straw? Yep. How's that work, yeah. boys? Yeah. Come on, Anna. How do birds suck? <laughs> I, Answer I, that for me. I've never, I've never thought about that. Bird can't suck dick. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well. Can't suck a straw either. I'll remember that. Maybe the way I do it. So, not the same. <laughs> so they're like skill issue. Yeah, skill, <laughs> yeah, maybe, skill issue. Maybe they're not doing it right. Mm. Maybe no one ever showed him. Also, I do love the fact that we we get some of Asuka's mental illness being displayed yep. much more openly. She's here playing with the, the doll, movie. and she's just like, "You're great." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It really makes her her calling Ray a doll later on take on a different sort of like meaning. Yeah, because in in the show it's reversed. We get her calling the doll, and then we get a little. We, then we learn a bit more. But here we kind of get it. Still, we don't know the extent of the doll stuff. And I don't even know if in the rebuild if that's the same because we haven't even gotten to any of actual of Oscar's actual backstory stuff even in this movie. So that might all be fucking different too. And me and Ben might look like fucking idiots next week. Who knows? Yeah. We also get a great montage of life in Tokyo Three, which is yeah. really needed. It's mm-hmm. 
I, re- I really liked, because um, on my second watch, it was, it's crazy. This is something everyone probably knows on their first watch. But it wasn't until my second watch that I realized that Tokyo 3 is rising in the background. Because I was just paying attention to all the people. The first mm-hmm. time I was just, I just really was not paying attention to all these people and like what, what their day was like. But noticing that it's also while Tokyo 3 is rising in the background. just It's just a beautiful way to kind of show off parts of the city that we didn't really get to see in the show that much. And I, just, I thought this was, this was amazing. And some of the, there's one shot and people are walking towards the camera that reminds me a lot of the live action shots from End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. They look like very, very similar. Not that those are like crazy exclusive things, but it just kind of just brought that memory back for me. Yeah, and now that I really think about it, I can't really think of a lot of moments in the original show where we act, we just see people out in the streets of Tokyo Three. Out the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so it's uh, it felt weird to see it so populated. I guess there wasn't enough money in the budget for people in the original show. Yeah. Lack of money and time is the main reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we see, you know, some school stuff. I love Asuka just being a true gamer. No time for boys. <laughs> Gotta kick them out of the way. Yep. <laughs> so I can play my one video game. <laughs> She's a real gamer. Yep. Mm. Um, it's not talked enough about enough, I think, that Asuka is a gamer in both versions. Remember she is, in the yeah. Show? yeah. She fucking She's games like, all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She should be a streamer. That should have been a side yeah. thing. Oh my god, can you fucking imagine the simp for Asuka on, like, Twitch? Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> she would be a millionaire. It would, oh it would yeah, be too be much. Mm-hmm. It'd be insane. People, just this show alone proves that people will go for it, so. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see some, we get to travel somewhere completely different to the fucking mother goddamn moon. <laughs> where they are building Unit 6 with a, quote, new concept. Um, hasn't been completely um, elucidated to us. And Ben, who do we see there? Your favorite character. <laughs> it's, motherfucking, it's motherfucking Kiru. Not Kiru, yes. shit. Kauru. Kauru, sorry. I was it's thinking Kauru. of Godzilla again. <laughs> Kauru. Just That's right. chilling. No... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, once again, we learned from the first movie, no ability, no need for a breathing apparatus on the moon, apparently. This motherfucker no. can just set out on the end of an, e- an Ava. He's fine. It, it's like, it's like in Jimmy Neutron, when they would always go to space and they just never, no, no suits, no air, no anything. They were just totally fine. Yeah, because he was so smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't need to breathe. He figured out a way around His it. His name was Neutron, Ben. Yeah, what do you of expect? course. <laughs> also, my question is... Why is there a blood stain on the moon <laughs> when end of Evangelion hasn't happened? Well, at least in this, at least in this wor- timeline, or at least in well, this I, world, in this version. Being the person who hasn't seen the rest of the movies, like Smith, I think I have a two-part answer. Mm-hmm. One, maybe we're not supposed to know yet. And two, what if end of Evangelion did happen? That would be crazy. What if? I don't know. I, I can't explain to you right now how that's possible, but I, I do know that this is an animated show where there's few rules, really. Um, mm-hmm. So we could, for all we know, End of Evangelion has happened, and the universe kind of resets in some other way. I don't know. I don't know. All yeah. I'm going to say is uh, this, uh, my current operating theory is that Evangel- End of Evangelion did happen in the current timeline we're in. Interesting. What if 
the last 90 minutes of 3.0 plus 1.0 was just the end of Evangelion. <laughs> they just play it again. <laughs> and that's why people love it so much. Yeah. It's like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. How about this fucking Mark 6, by the way, without the mask on yet? And you will, sorry, the second mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fucking weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, just a real quick thing is, this is a nerd thing to get into, but they, but Gendo and Vyutsky go to the moon, are denied access to the base. Yes. Do you know what kind of fucking super flex it is to be shot into fucking space and then told no? <laughs> the amount of money it takes to go to space is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money? No, you're going to go to the time, place. Technology, everything <laughs> that has to go into this. And then they just, their name isn't on the fucking list when they get there. <laughs> Do you not know who I am? Yeah. Um, I really want to go to... I honestly want to go to Haunted House more than I go to Aqua, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> so, you know, Seth, you were saying something interesting, something interesting earlier about, about some stuff. And I was going to say, how about that Red Ocean? Yeah, Red... How about that view of the Earth? Red mm-hmm. Ocean that looks... I think I wrote down looks fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, real quick, when we see Kaoru, he calls he calls either Gendo or Fuyutsuki father. I'm assuming. I mean, I'm just gonna assume it's Gendo, but I don't know. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, no rules. But he does say he's like, oh, hey, father. Obviously, they can't hear him because they're in fucking space and they're in a ship far away. But still, it's mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Yeah. No, Seth. What, what if they did? As, actually, you know what? What if they did? Maybe yeah. they did. If yeah. they did, they didn't care. They didn't say shit about it, but, you know. Kaoru just has a really loud voice, and he projects very well. <laughs> Hello, father! You know, you're actually right, though, Seth. That fucking, the, 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 what the fuck does that thing on the earth look like from the ground, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because. What are you, what would you see? We, in a, in just a minute, we're going to get, like, a look at, like, kind of the fringes of it, I guess. But we don't ever actually see someone just like point out to the ocean from like land view and show us what they see what do you see what is that fucking thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) how is everyone just going about their day when that thing is there you know just a little child just screaming his lungs out just pointing at it don't worry that's just the red ocean the red hole in the ocean don't worry about it yeah yeah (laughs) don't worry about it like it's always been there like, it looks like fucking hell. Like, it looks like <laughs> yeah, a vision yeah. is a hell, it looks, basically. It looks insane. Is It was the most concerning thing I've ever seen. If I woke up and knew that was on the planet every day, I'm not sure I could do anything yeah. anymore. For a whole like, minute, I thought that? monsters were on the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was right! I was right! I was right. They were in Japan! Because <laughs> I saw that thing. I saw that. <laughs> that thing had eat me. Um... <laughs> So we see, yeah, we see them go to this like water treatment facility or, or turn yeah. the red so ocean. Kaji sets up a social studies trip for for you know Toji, Ida, Asuka, uh, Shinji, and Ray. Mm-hmm. And oh, and Pimpin. Yeah, and Pimpin. Oh. Pimpin gets to go, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and this is another place where we get to see a good bit of that comedy back. We get some, you know, nudity covering scenes and then a bunch of like, oh, everyone's all mad at each other stuff. It's 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 good. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. The the best yag was that Ray does not react to any of this. Yes. Yeah. She's just numb to it. Just get 
getting washed, getting blasted, getting fucking fried up. She's just like, she's sitting there in the back, just totally chill. He's like, it feels yeah. good, actually. I love that. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it feels, actually. Yeah. It feels. <laughs> there's definitely feel something. <laughs> there's definitely something happening right now. There's a great scene. I'm going to make a, a real quick another I think you should leave reference. Because there's a great scene where um, Asuka's just being mad and looking at Shinji. And then she sees Rey walk up and then have like a regular conversation. And she just gets mad and starts using whatever her phone is. So I just, I just said, uh, and if idiot Shinji starts talking to the commander's pet, I'm not afraid to start using my phone. <laughs> I love how this phone works. I just imagine Asuka in that pose. Just yeah. <laughs> Playing like Snake on that 1995 Motorola or whatever. (laughs) The hit game Blue and Orange Lights. Yeah. (laughs) Another cool little thing I liked here is like you get to see Pin Pin interact with other penguins, which I thought was really, I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Pin Pin reacting to his own kind. He probably looks like a fucking king, you know, compared to them. They saw him and immediately just start worshiping him. Yeah, they did. Though. They did. Yeah, it was amazing. Much. Yeah, it was really cool. Also, you see Kaji or not Kaji, Toji and uh, Aida being like, "What are those rocks with legs? They're called turtles." I'm like, "Whoa! How much shit got destroyed, people?" Yeah. What does the life on Earth look yeah, like? How much shit have they not seen? <laughs> wow, the ecosystem is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know turtles, shit's gone bad. Yeah. Have they never? I guess this happened before Finding Nemo could have come out. So. You motherfucker, that's the exact same thing. God damn it, Ben. Yeah. Um, and Ray even mentions specifically that she feels like a fish because she can only survive in her tank. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously a pretty interesting thing for Ray to say. Which, hey, you two, you two should file out away for later. Just, just, just so y'all know. Mm-hmm. And about that in your notes. We get another. We get a great little dinner scene where Toji goes off on his misogynist rants about how men shouldn't have to cook, and he gets called idiot Toji. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, how, how the dichotomy of Toji being like, damn, Shinji, you can cook, but me, real men avoid kitchens. Yeah. So it's, it's, how does Shinji feel about that? Yeah. How does his, how does Toji's brain work? You know? Mm-hmm. What is that like? How does that 45-year-old man stuck in a 14-year-old's body work? <laughs> That's the one thing that is still my sticking point. Yeah. That, voice that voice is too it's just bad. They yeah. should they should not have done this. They could have at least pitched him up a little bit in post, maybe. Like he'd sound what like if a this ch- is pitched up. <laughs> <laughs> the original recording he sounds like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds There's a Tom Waits motherfucker. <laughs> it sounds like Dave Seville, like when you slow down an Alvin and the Chipmunks record, <laughs> they hear their regular voice. <laughs> Over and of course, of course, Ray is a vegan. Yes, mm-hmm. as yeah. as is her normal thing, and she doesn't want to eat meat. And her and Oscar have a fight about it. And it's this amazing moment where once again, Ray is not reacting in any way to the fire that Oscar is throwing out. And then Oscar point like punctuates it with, "Do you want to fight me?" <laughs> and Ray's like. I haven't said or done literally anything. You are creating this narrative in your head. <laughs> Put your hands up, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Let's well, go. Not, we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> and then Shinji offers her miso soup. And it looks pretty good. It's pretty mm-hmm. good miso soup. So good for him. 
That's something I've liked. We'll talk about this more as we go on that they double down on in this is that Shinji cooks and he and it's really good. I don't know if they really stress that. I knew I know he cooked in the original show, but I don't know that they stress that he's a really good cook and uh, he cooks for everybody else. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Asa's like, damn, damn, Shinji, this is pretty good for an idiot. You sure can cook. Yeah, I will say this chronologically speaking. <clears throat> Kaji's Netflix actor is an upgrade to me because I don't like this. This guy sounds too old to be Kaji. I kind of agree. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's like a. I don't think he's a major issue for me, but I do think that the Netflix one is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have brought in Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. In live action, we got our guy to play Kaji. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm gonna go ahead and put in a, a small note in that one thing Ben just mentioned about Shinji being a good cook. Leads to my absolute favorite line in this entire movie, and it's going to come up in a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, but it's my favorite thing, maybe in any of Evangelion. The cast list for the movie, and it's like Matthew McConaughey as Ryo Kaji. He's got black hair now. Again, no attempt to change his ethnicity. He is playing a Japanese man in this movie. <laughs> yeah. We get some of Rocky's backstory from Kaji here. Mm-hmm. Yes, we saw it in the show. Yeah. We know what happened, basically. Also, real quick thing, and I was thinking about this when I was watching this movie, is I do think if they ever, for some reason, decided to do a live-action Evangelion, which would be bad, I think I knew, in the modern Hollywood, I think I know who they would cast as Katsuragi. Mm-hmm. I think it would be Aquafina. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, no. but there are certain lines of hers where I'm like, I could, te- I could actually see Aquafina delivering some of this. So, I can cannot- I can also see her. their. Yeah, I can also see them like maybe casting her as a buki and then just giving a buki more comedic lines to say. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, we got some good abuki stuff coming up. Oh, we sure do. That's one. That's one thing we missed from the show. More ibuki. Uh, the eighth angel shows up at this point. Yep, it's our space one again. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys appreciate how the N two mines, which they have just apparently a thousand of them in space, are shaped like German World War Two grenades. <laughs> Yeah. For no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this guy is like a, he's like a big ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, yeah, he was. It's interesting. Like, at this point, we're getting to the point where I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain. It's like, are these new? Are these new designs? Or did they just severely alter the old designs? Like, it's starting to feel like it's been a while since I've watched the show. So I'm starting, I'm starting to try to remember, did they just up this or is this a brand new angel? This is a combo of two of them. Oh. The, the ball form is the Sea of Duroc one. Oh, yeah. And then the revealed one is just straight the show with the one that fell from the That's sky. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so they, they can't talk to Gendo because he's in outer space and this thing's fucking up space communications. So they can't talk to him, which puts Katsuragi as the ultimate authority at Nerve. And she basically says, never tell me the odds. <laughs> like she does every time. Right. And what is her plan? She says, you guys are going to catch this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You're going to use your AT fields to catch this like a ball? Here's my Why not? Okay, on point. Ritzko calls her Colonel Katsuragi. Colonel in what military? <laughs> Same question for Asuka. Where and what? Mm-hmm. German for Asuka? Japanese for Katsuragi? I need details on who gave these people officers commissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess maybe Nerve just has their own little, little, you know, section. They can just give whatever they want to people. I guess. 
make me sergeant, motherfucker. Like, this is insane. So another thing that happens in the show is that Katsuragi just gets promoted like 10 times in like mm-hmm. this movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we called her Colonel. I was just like, I don't see it, man. But okay, Colonel is a high-ass rank in the military. A 20-something-year-old woman is not going to be Colonel. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, just like a 14-year-old girl will not be any rank in the military. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry the show's a little more progressive than you are. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners. Put it, put it in light. <laughs> that progressivism is child soldiers. <laughs> anyone mean, anyone uh, should be allowed anyone. to join the military. Anybody. Yeah. Babies. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Seth, I love Coney 2012. <laughs> Man, we really let that slide, didn't we? We were all about Coney for like a month. You know that guy in a Beast of No Nation? He was onto something. He was onto something. <laughs> oh, Idris Elba? Yeah, yeah, Idris Elba. He was onto something. <laughs> Seth, I thought you solid too, and it's like, damn, Raiden is so cool. Child soldier from Algeria. Love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had his life. <laughs> Wish I had Raiden's life. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. She pitches the plan to the pilots, and they're like, "This is stupid, but okay." Yeah, whatever. We got no, we got any, no. any better ideas. Oscar's like, "No, put me in by myself, coach. I can do it alone." Yes, she she thinks she can get a triple double with no assists, and Kazuki's like, "We need a teamwork on this one, so calm down." We get the note that Yuna O One smells like Shinji's mother or Ray or Ray. Oh, maybe mm, a little Ray in here too. I wonder. I wonder if those are two separate smells or not. And boys, can you just imagine to yourselves being the poor, sad motherfuckers who have to clean up after these robots just running? I was about to say, these three Avas running is some of the coolest shit we get. Especially when they raise up that wall and Unit 01 wall runs on it. And then they do that little staircase with the buildings and it leaps up them as they're like, they're like tiered. It was, mm. it was so cool. Mm-hmm. It's such such awesome, and they're like they're like on the electrical lines. They're you know using them as hurdles. They're just jumping over them, just like runners. It's it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. How about when he Naruto runs and breaks the goddamn sound barrier? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things in this one that kind of reminded me of Naruto a little bit. We'll, we'll get to those Music later. Sick burn from Ben. <laughs> um, the music here, by the way, once again, yeah. fucking owns. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music in this movie is is maybe one of the m- best scored films I've watched in a very long time. I think every track fucking rips and mm-hmm. works perfectly in the context. And so, yeah, like in the show, Shinji catches it. And this time, though, this crazy motherfucker, like, comes out of it and gives him fucking stigmata through his fucking balls. <laughs> yeah. And this, this thing looks wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's so much of it, is the thing. Exactly. You look at it, there's more things to see now. Yeah. Um. And I think I wrote something else down for that one. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're trying, so basically they're trying to catch on to this core um, as, as a movie. They've, um, and then, you know, Asuka tries to go in, get the kill, doesn't work out for her. And then her worst nightmare comes. Ray has to hold the ball still. And this is such a cool scene because she stabs two prog knives into it. They don't do anything. So then she rams it with her knee while Ray is holding it. Mm-hmm. Amazing looking scene. Amazing. Oh, yeah. 
How cool was the shot of Unit 00, like, tearing through the AT field, like, just stretching its way through there is so fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Asuka, I like this, but she chokes for a moment. She's like, oh, fuck, I couldn't do it by myself. I had to have help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's starting. And that thing, when they, when they kill this thing, by the way, it explodes into a literal sea of blood. Yes. Because this thing, like we said, it expands so much. It has all these, like, petals that are, like, all over the place. And then, yeah, as it blows up, it becomes, I think it becomes more blood than it was flesh. Like, it just, it is insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you even fix this, man? Just go home. Yeah. Well, your home's under blood now. Go somewhere else. You gotta hope for, like, a torrential downpour to clean all this stuff off. (laughs) This isn't gonna be done by humans. Like, the blood hits so hard that buildings are knocked over. Like, it's insane (laughs) to imagine this. Um... And then we see, like, some explosions. We're, like, when the angel dies, there's, like, explosions and, like, seven rainbows around this, the cross that's formed now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. Once again, Gendo calls in. It's like, hey, Shinji, you did a good job out there. Mm-hmm. Playing Shinji like a fucking fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did a really good job just sitting there and holding that thing up, baby. You definitely, yep. did, it. You definitely did a lot there to help the team. Uh, yeah. this is when Coattails finally gets replaced by Idiot Shinji. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that this cr- this movie creates a contract. She gets in bed with him, and she's just like he keeps calling her like Captain Langley or whatever, and she's like, "You can call me Asuka, and in return, I call you Idiot Shinji." Sound good? Okay, good night. Yeah. No, no conversation. No, no, no real bargaining. As so maybe, maybe I don't have to be called idiot Shinji. Maybe just Shin, maybe Shinji's good. No, no argument there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that happen in this whole next bit here. So I'm gonna try, let me try and get them real fast. We see more Shinji cooking. Also, what are these little sausages? I see all kinds of anime. What are these little fucking sausages? I don't know if they come like that, or if you're supposed to cut them that way. I actually don't know. I was thinking about that today. I think you cut them and they cook and it, it curls them up, I think. Yeah. Also, we, we do need to say in that scene, um, when they're in the bed, Shinji asks Asuka why she pilots an Ava. Mm. And she says, I do it for my own sake. And Shinji says, like he does in the show, that I didn't make my father ha- father happy and proud of me. Yeah. Um, which is obviously very important. Mm. So we see Asuka eating Shinji food. Everyone's eating Shinji food. He brought vegan food for Ray and shit. Uh... Kaji still got the moves though. He's talking. He's talking to uh, yeah, Katsuragi at work. He says you're less sexy when you're stressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing to say to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and at one point, like she turns to like yell at him, and he's just looking at him with like the most smoldering eyes I've ever seen. Like they never made him look that sexy in the show. I don't think. Like that was that was one specific moment where he's just showing off. Yeah. We see Ray's apartment, which is literally falling the fuck apart. She's talking about how she's never said thank you to Gendo, but she has said thank you to Shinji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then she gotta get her oil changed. She <laughs> yeah. And dinner in the big office. Guys, I can't tell you. I had to pause it and laugh for a bit. The fact that in the big office, he brought in three huge restaurant tables and a Mater D. For a restaurant that doesn't exist and that no one else is invited to. (laughs) 
and the table is so long. It's still, him and Ray are still so far apart mm-hmm. in this gigantic. Uh, he, this guy, he's doing bits. Three tables and a mater d. Yeah. For this dinner. Yeah. This, that's fuck. That's hilarious. This guy thinks he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, you see it from afar in the show, but you never really get a moment until end of Ava where you really get a scene focused on just these two interacting with each other. Like you yeah. all, you always see it from Shinji's point of view, but you never actually see them talking to each other. It's like, what are they talking about? Yeah. But yeah, he, he uh, yeah, she's like, would you ever consider actually sitting down and having dinner with your son, with your own flesh and blood? It's like I just I don't have time for such things, but maybe I'll yeah. think about it. Yeah. So she kind of convinces him, and obviously we'll see what happens in a minute. But I cannot tell you, I was so excited for the possibility of a gendo at dinner with the with the gang team oh i was so excited i was so excited for the possibility of that the best part of me realized was going to happen at ray's apartment mm-hmm. yes all those people in Ray's <laughs> everyone <laughs> drinking out of beakers and funnels <laughs> yep she just uses her dresser as a table so they all, they all have to like take turns <laughs> eating <laughs> Her pot's still boiling over. Mm-hmm. Do you want a test tube of grape juice? <laughs> um, I'm actually curious. Do y'all think that maybe Gendo put this idea in Ray's head by inviting her to dinner with him? Maybe. It's possible. They're playing. He's playing them pretty hard. Mm-hmm. The questions she asked, by the way, are so fucking incredible, too. She's yeah. like, do you enjoy eating food? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. I think we all do, actually. Yeah. Ray's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's mid. Like, do you have do you enjoy people cook food for you? And he's like, it's kind of, it's like a it's it's like a child trying information out of their parent. But like, before you really understand how conversations work, and you're just like, and you just ask things matter of factly, like, do you like people cook for you? Yeah. How about I cook for you? I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's, it's it's very it's very interesting to see how she how she does her line of questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if the scene has happened yet, but there's one scene we get to later where it's just literally a close up of of Ray with a knife, and the way the That's the cute. way it was shot, I was like, Ray, put it down! What are you doing? You could, a, you could put this in a different movie, and it would work perfectly. If you just put a, some different music behind it, it changes the context entirely. Yep. Can y'all imagine Yendo Akari cooking food? I can't actually like, like no. him in the morning with an apron just flipping some eggs. How is he gonna cook food when both of his hands are from his mouth? Oh, what, true, 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 true. What utensils will allow him to do this? He puts grits in the microwave, and while it's and while it's cooking, he's just sitting there, just waiting on it. <laughs> I can barely imagine Gendo eating. Mm-mm. Yeah, like that's weird to think about, right? Yeah, I imagine that Gendo is on the Jordan Peterson diet. <laughs> <laughs> Benzos and beef. Yeah. <laughs> All raw beef. <laughs> so we hear this thing about, about how uh, Asuka is annoyed that things are just like boring. Nothing's really happening. Yeah. And it reminds me of this old Chinese curse, which is may you live in interesting times. Mm. Yeah. Which is the whole fucking show, basically. Um. They're like, oh, we can't face Ava's fast, fast enough. I'm like, work faster, nerd. <laughs> There's also the Vatican. The Vatican Treaty is new to the movies, by the way. Only three Avas per country can exist. Mm, yeah. To find out. And they talk about how Europe and Russia lost lost the Unit uh, 5. And I'm like, boys, can you imagine 
especially today with the current world situation, Europe and Russia being united into a single political bloc. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, that's like saying that the, the U.S. and Mexico were sharing giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely not. That'd be cool. So we get a scene. I believe this is where um, Mari parachutes onto the school and just lands, you know, straddling Shinji. Obviously, Shinji happens to be on the roof. She lands on him, says he smells like LCL, just not hiding anything about who she is, really. But I believe, if I'm not wrong, because when I'm watching the movie with the English dub, whenever Mari talks in certain places, there's Japanese subtitles. So I imagine in the Japanese version, she speaks English. Or she speaks a different, some other language that isn't Japanese. Do you know what she speaks? Well, she's from the Euro division, so probably, I don't know, something like German or Swedish or something. She speaks Chinese. By the way, so did, you, did you get her full name? Did you see her full name? I did not. Her full name is Makanami Mari Illustrious. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Okay, Anno. <laughs> not a joke. That's awesome. Uh, Kaji confirmed for bisexual here, by the way. Yes, yeah, scene... he flirts hard. This scene made me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, Another place I had to pause. Yeah, whenever he lean, whenever he leans in, I was taken aback. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then it cuts and away, he, he, and Shinji's screaming. <laughs> he tells him love is gender blind, mm-hmm. and Shinji loses his mind. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, just kidding. It's like. What yeah. <laughs> you're playing with the poor boy's emotions? Yeah, the, and we see them. You're right. You're right, Seth. Like he he is just doing bits. That that's yeah, it. And then he does the big, best bit of all, which is by the way. Oh, you want a coffee? Oh, you you didn't want that. Well, now you have to work for me for a little bit, just so you know. And he takes him all the way to his garden, <laughs> and then he has to work for him. He tricks him into hard labor. This is Thomas all your yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> and he says. He says the line, you gotta be a little sneaky when you're a grown-up. Which, <laughs> what does that mean? What does what, what that, that do with anything, Kaji? More bits. Uh, More fucking bits. Just fucking with kids' heads. This guy's bit heavy. Um, He's like, this is my hobby. I'm like, spies don't have hobbies. I'm sorry, yeah. you can't. James Bond is not well, does not have a garden at home. Yeah. It's not happening. James, James Bond has a little little Lego collection. <laughs> and this is my ATAT Walker. It's pretty cool. It's it's still halfway oh, hey. from a fucking fire. I spent eight months at a time killing people and being in a coma. Yeah. Um. He does. He does drop a great line here. Kaji says, "Never mistake pain for weakness." Um. Which is something that Shinji should internalize quickly. Um. And he asks Shinji to protect Katsuragi. Which is another interesting thing for Kaji to, to to ask someone. This is when we get the shot of Ray with the knife. Very obviously. Yes, and that's right here. Ray, no! <laughs> he put it down. And the, no, the worst part is in the school later on, she's got bandages on her fingers, and she, she's like, what happened? And she says, it's a secret. <laughs> yes! And what? She, and she enthusiastically greets the whole class, good morning! Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But in a in a conversational tone yeah. to the whole room. Yeah. Good morning. To no one, they're like, wait, did she? <laughs> Is she talking to us? Is she talking? Right. Even Shinji walks up to her and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. 
And then, yeah, she says, it's a surprise as to how she got cut. Right. Which, that's not what you want to hear. Mm-mm. You don't want to hear that from someone. <laughs> why, is she, why is she keeping secrets? Why is Ray keeping secrets? If someone has bandages on them, they say, oh, it's a surprise for later. I'm like, no, you tell me now. What's happening? Yeah. And then, Am I going to end up getting cut? <laughs> and then this is where we get the small scene with my favorite line from the entire movie. When we see Asuka cooking, she tastes something and she says, I'm sure idiot Shinji would prefer a more subtle flavor. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, there is no one in the room. She just wants to shit talk Shinji so much she does it out loud alone. Mm-hmm. And it's over the most inane thing in the world. I'm sure he prefers more subtle flavors. <laughs> Fucking legendary stuff here. Mm-hmm. And the best part is what she's basically saying is, I have it as better for Shinji while I shit talk him out loud to no one. Yes. Um, Just an incredible characterization. And this is when we see that Ray has sent out invites for this amazing dinner party that was just going to go over so well. And we also see that Asuka has finger bandages as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From burning and cutting herself. Surprise! Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where we get the title card 53 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. We get some Masato fan service. Yes. Yes, we do. Finally, some of age nudity. That, that, now we're, now thinking. we're thinking. I got excited for that. It's like, Masato ass, let's go! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, guys, nudity, I don't have to feel ben bad about it. Ben definitely did that. Huh? <laughs> ben definitely did that. Oh, yeah. I already know. Oh, yeah. I was like, woo! <laughs> Well, we can't do that as unmarried men. Seth doesn't have the privilege anymore to no. hoot and holler at a naked alien <laughs> woman's ass. Of course. <laughs> oh no, my rights have been stripped. <laughs> um, His wife would come in and be like, Seth, don't you dare. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you close your eyes. <laughs> when they go see Oppenheimer together, she's going to put her hand over his eyes. Yeah. And the nudie, nude scenes. <laughs> I said, oh, well, if Cillian, if Cillian Murphy hangs dog, I am. Mm. My eyes will be open. Make make sure you see that on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the world's tallest IMAX to see Cillian Murphy's tallest dog. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we we find out the unit four has disappeared, just like unit. Whatever the fuck did in the show, can't remember. I think it was movie before. Yeah, because it and they say that North America developed it, and it's supposed to have a better power source than the, the plugs, the umbilical cords. Yeah, would never mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, never. America making something that has like uses like renewable energy or something? No way. Mm-mm. No way. It'll be a fucking diesel engine with us. We would put if it was gonna have a battery, it would be the biggest worst battery in the world. We would have to dispose <laughs> of it on like Mars. Mm-hmm. For it to not cause a global catastrophe. Just a giant lithium-ion battery. Yeah. They, it would be an, an Elon Musk Gigafactory product. They combine all those little lime scooter batteries. <laughs> that I saw recently. Go ahead. I sorry. imagine the American Ava would be like a NASCAR stock car. It would have ads all fucking over it. <laughs> They're like, guys, this Ava pays for itself, okay? <laughs> 
I saw recently the Redneck Demon Core, which was a jack with a fucking spring on it that someone had compressed down way too tightly, and it was held down with, like, like mechanical clamps, and I was just like, I can just imagine them being like, if we shoot this motherfucker at the, at the angel, it's dead. It's gone. This- this could kill God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spear of Longinus, my anus. You know. <laughs> Come on. Wait, wait. It was a what color moon? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying all humans came from the black moon? I don't know yeah, about. That. I don't know about that. <laughs> the only moon I see is red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> it literally does have some red. Yeah, there on, is actually. red in there. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn. Where are we at? Um, Kaji's on his spy shit a little bit. We see the we see the the nerve facility in the in the desert with their own geo front. I loved seeing that. Amazing, that yeah. I love seeing nerves that aren't the regular nerve that we're used to. Yeah, and we see actually a little. Also, boys, cat, cat, cat spotted, cat alert. There is cat a cat shot. Yeah. Yes. Oh, did, did we bring up the fact that uh, Gendo's office is basically a giant green screen now? Well, the 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 Sile meeting room. Oh yeah, is, that's right. Yeah. is a big. Green, I was I was gonna say this is the first time we see it turned off. Yeah. Right. And it is a green screen. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I wrote down that it looks just like the set of an MCU movie. Um, <laughs> it's it's so funny because I'm not going to go into too much detail about what I do for work, but basically it's like in sports production. And at my office, we have a whole room in the office that's painted like green screen green because the initial intention of my old boss was to have a room where we could do like full 360 green screen stuff. And that just never came to fruition. So now we just have a, a room in our office that's green. And when I saw that, it reminded me of that room back in our office and it made me laugh so ben, hard. Can you please put a desk in the middle of it and get a shot of you doing the Gendo pose? <laughs> I'm, I'm going in tomorrow. I'll do it. You should do that. That would be amazing. I'll do it. I'll do it. I was going to make fun of this room, but Ben, apparently it's real. No, yeah, it's real. People do this. Exists. No, people do this. Like, but except. But the thing is, think about how. It's except, you know, other people, they actually use their green screen room. We just have a room that's green now. Yeah. Why don't you just use it for all your CLA meetings? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all my Zoom. I'll do it for all my Zoom meetings from now on. <laughs> Can you imagine the monoliths on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you can't totally freeze up. No, exactly. <laughs> We're having audio issues. Also, restart the Zoom call. <laughs> one problem with the movies is there's no foghorn leghorn. No, sea leg guy. No, they took He's him gone. out. They took him out. I'm naming our Discord server the Covenant with Lily. <laughs> I'm leaving a super Did reaction. <laughs> Wait, do you guys don't have Discord Nitro? Fuck. <laughs> I'm sending a super chat to my favorite VTuber. Yes, there's a free trial, by the way, if you're interested. Oh my god. Wait, fuck, I was on mute that whole time. <laughs> it is all as the Dead Sea Scrolls have said. Um... I just love that there's this giant room that we only see used for one purpose, like Jindo's giant office, and that's apparently to do calls with Zele. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And Gendo just, you know, nonchalantly drops the line that all Avas only pave the way for the true Ava because Sile is trying to, you know, build an angel, um, which is amazing. 
They put Unit 02 in storage because apparently America begged them to take their Gundam, oh, sorry, Ava, yeah. which would never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, once again, it's because of the Vatican Treaty. This, this, yes. they, this ironclad Vatican Treaty that's in place. Yeah. The smallest country in the world gets the most say over where the Avas go, apparently. Yeah. I like to think that the Pope himself is behind this. Yeah. <laughs> the Pope is back there making these decisions about the Avas. I want to see the Pope in the world of even. I want to see Anno's Pope. Mm-hmm. I want to see that so bad. I mean, I'm just saying if, Amer- if America built a giant robot. And for some reason, we could not use it. We would bury that motherfucker in the desert mm-hmm. before we would ever let you have it. Yes. Yes. Are you kidding Absolutely. me? We would sell it for a dollar to someone else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we would scrap that son of a bitch. Yeah. We would eat it. We'd eat it. We'd buy it. Yeah. We'd barbecue that motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. We have one big American barbecue. <laughs> you could feed. You could come get your Ava burgers. <laughs> you could feed all of Iowa with that one. With that one Ava. And uh, I like how they say that uh, Ritzko says to uh, to Asuka. Asuka, there is a backup for everything, including, including the, the pilots. pilots. And that really fucks up Asuka, because as it's going into storage, she's like, that's the only place I ever feel happy or at home. Mm-hmm. And so re- realizing that her mortality kind of means nothing to them is, is big for her. Yeah. They're- and this is where... Okay. Yeah, they're kind of hot shotting uh, her like mental health issues. Like they're they're getting that started right now. Yeah, this is where we get the very famous but much abridged mm-hmm. in this movie elevator scene between Oscar and Ray. Yeah, which I'm calling elevator scene two point two two. There you go, perfect. Um, and it but it, the, the best part about it is that it it starts off the same way, silence, and then Ray is just like. You can be happy with that, Ava. Asuka <laughs> blows the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Her, her reaction gets me every time. Mm-hmm. And for the most... We get a, a more... Yeah, for the most part, this is kind of like... Uh, most of what they say is pretty fateful, at least like the Netflix uh, adaptation of yeah. it. Like everything they say here for almost uh, is pretty much almost word, word for word. But uh, yeah, then things get turned around where uh, she goes to slap uh, Ray. But Ray actually ca- Ray actually stops yep. it. She catches the she hand. Catches it. She's more assertive yeah. here. Yep. And this is after she calls Ray a doll. Mm. Important thing. And we get we get a great shot where we see the hand that caught Oscar's hand. Both of them have bandages on their fingers. Oh, yeah, that was so good. I know that this whole scene. They they like I said they definitely abridged it, but fucking amazing and ends with like you know once again um asuka making basically being a little anti-japanese or she's like you japanese people are blah 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 and then she finds out that um ray that shinji makes ray feel warm and fuzzy Aww. nice mm-hmm. nice and the worst part is that when she's like ah you're in love she's talking about herself too which is pretty great yeah yeah uh, all of those feelings are more implied here uh, and, and then in the show, because obviously both of them have a little crush on Shinji. I think it's I think it's yeah. very obvious at this point. I feel like it was hinted at a little bit in the show because Asuka would never have done a hey Shinji, you want to try a kiss if she didn't have like any semblance of feelings for him. But here yeah. it's just flat out like more obvious. They're both they're both trying to cook for him, and like this just goes to show you, uh, uh, dudes, you need to learn how to cook. That's how you get women. If you can cook, 
That's all you need. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are. It if doesn't you, matter what your fuck style is. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're an any or an Audi. All that matters is that you can fucking cook. Yeah. The point of this movie is Kaji is right. Listen to him all yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this... He's never wrong. Right here starts kind of the sequence that sold the movie in my brain. Like, I was already loving it. And then this whole... What we get next here is something that I'm probably going to rewatch maybe later tonight. Like, I, I really, really love it. Um, where we, we we start... First of all, Kat's... I call her Kat's in my notes. Kat Zaragi is like, um, hey, what's this human neutrality thing, by the way? Can you give me any information on that? And we find out that um, Unit 03 needs a pilot. And so the first thing in this sequence is an incredible bait and switch... For those of us that have watched the anime. Because we're all sitting here like, oh, it's Toji. Mm-hmm. They even do the thing where when Ida is talking about it, we see this, the basketball at his feet. And he, and then uh, Toji picks it up. And you're like, ah, oh, damn, we're about to get the emotional, gut-wrenching Toji scene. Um, and then simultaneously, we find out that they have to test Unit 3 on the day that was going to be the dinner party. Damn. So now the dinner party isn't going to happen. So we're not going to get this incredible gendo no, with the game. No. It was. It was just what? minus one, minus two people. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it basically means it doesn't happen. Um, right, right. Well, because of plenty, but yeah. Yeah. And what was I going to say? Um, oh, another small thing here is the Ritzko leaves. Who does she leave in charge? Ibuki. Yeah. Ib- like, hey, by the way, you've answered to Ibuki now. <laughs> Ibuki su- superiority. Yep. But we find out that Asuka is the one who's going to be piloting Unit 03 in this movie. Oh! Not Toji. We get an almost comical scene of Toji at the hospital with his sister when she's fine. Mm-hmm. Because it, in the movie, it's a very sweet thing. Oh, his sister's fine. But for people who've watched the show, it's almost like a big slap. Where it's like, guess guess what? Shit's different now. Yeah. Shit is different. Toji is happy. Mm-hmm. Asuka fucked, by the way. Yeah. And on top of this, she was doing this to take other people's place so they didn't have to cancel the dinner party. Yeah. So not only was she, she wanted to pilot Neva, but she was also being nice. Like, I love, one thing that I really love about these movies is we're getting more humanity with these characters, like like Ray and Asuka, especially, like yeah, like Asuka's still Asuka, but you know, deep down, she cares about these people as much as she hates to. She hates to because she admitted on the phone call with Katsuragi, it's like I was always fine being alone, but just lately, I've, I've been around people and I haven't really hated it that much. And even Ray, just you know, just trying to just trying to embrace humanity. Uh, on yeah. a grander scale, you know, just trying to appreciate things more than just being a cold, like, uh, sheltered off robot. Like, I'm really liking what Ano's doing with the characters here. I think it's definitely reflective of the state of mind he was in when he created the original series versus the state of mind that he's in now. Like, I don't know if it's better or worse, but it definitely feels like he he, he is he's he's trying some different interpretations of the characters, which I appreciate. Real quick, I'll put a very small thing. In the, the shot with Toji, we see a sister mm-hmm. who was never seen in the show. Yeah. I need y'all to file that away 
in your brains. Okay. okay, found a way. And all of what Ben just said is what makes this sequence so perfect to me. We go from, we find out Asuka is piloting. She gets that long, drawn-out um, voicemail from uh, from Ray where she just says, thank you. We And then we, like you, like you said, Ben, she's on the phone. She says, like, you know, I'm usually happy by myself, but lately people haven't been that bad. And then um, Katsuragi says that you're a kind and caring person and there's a bunch of amazing stuff in this world that you're going to get to experience. Um, she gets into the fucking <laughs> Ava and psychologically goes into a meltdown because it's actually an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, which, once again, as, a fan, as fans of the show, we all knew this was going to happen and it fucking stabs you in the, fu- in the damn chest mm-hmm. when... Asuka finally reaches this really, really, like you said, Ben, this incredible moment of, like, realization and, like, she's actually evolving as a character, and now she's going to lose literally all of that because of what's about to happen. This was literally her I'm two weeks from retirement moment. Yes. Yeah, and we see that the dinner party is called off as the whole goddamn thing explodes. Yep. And once again, Katsuragi and Ritsuko are missing, so Gendo has to take command of the, of the situation with only Shinji uh, at his disposal. Not like in the show where they had Rei and Asuka. Yep. Also, no, it's just Shinji mm-hmm. now. And they call this this angel a corruption type. And it does a, instead of a flip, that weird flip, it does a spin mm-hmm. this time yeah. uh, when it attacks. And when it chokes out Unit Z- 01, it's like there are staples that are growing off of its hands and onto its neck, which is such a small but crazy detail. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of and that, you have the two human hands that sprout out from the back and also join in. Yes. And so we find it right before the stuff, we found out that, um, you know, they're unable to eject Asuka, you know, just like it was in the show. And um, Gendo is, you know, eager to test out the dummy plug system. Mm-hmm. And so we get, we get this um, moment where he's being choked out. And once, just like in the show with Toji, uh, uh, Shinji's like, "I'd rather die than kill Asuka right now. Mm-hmm. This is I'm. This is not what I'm going to do." Yeah, and it sucks even more because this time he knows for sure who's it, who's the pilot. He didn't really yep. know for sure in the show. He just knew that there was a human being in there, and he he wasn't going to kill another human. But yes. now it's Asuka. It's like I'm not doing this. And then Gendo's like, "All right, fuck you, dummy plug time, baby." And what, just like in this show, he says the dummy plug system is better than our current pilot. Ugh. Not not Shinji, not my son, yeah. our current pilot. Oh, cold stings, stone cold. Mm-hmm. And the dummy system is more chilling this time because first of all, it doesn't have Ray's name on it mm-hmm. anymore. Yep, <clears throat> it just says Golgotha base, which is a crazy biblical thing mm-hmm. as well. But when it comes down, it traps Shinji's hands on the controls. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's, it forces him to participate. Exactly. It, make, it makes him feel every bit of it. And then, just like it just like in the show, it begins to brutalize uh, Unit 03 while a, a child choir plays in the background. Yeah. And holy... Sh- like, once again, the musical choices in this movie are amazing. And this one is top tier. Mm-hmm. It is... The, the contrast of what you're seeing and what you're hearing just uh, is one of the most amazing scenes. I, this is... Like I said, this whole the whole sequence from... But basically, from the elevator scene to right here is just what fucking sells this movie for me. Mm-hmm. And there's one part in this little bit where, unlike in the show, Unit 3 puts up a sort of kind of resistance as it's being killed. 
and it puts its hand on Yuna O1's face and it just bats it out of the way. And it's so human and chilling when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A person being choked to death would do that. Yeah. And this is when it, you know, gets the entry plug in its mouth, snaps it, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously with, with Asuka inside. And there's this fucking beautiful shot of Ava 01 after all this brutal brutalization with a rainbow in the background. Uh, the rainbow imagery in this movie is pretty heavy and I'm there's probably something more to it. I haven't figured it out yet, but there's a lot of rainbows. I mean the most the biggest thing is that it's contrast. Rainbows are well, you know very happy, you know, sign up signs of good things whereas in the front in the foreground we're seeing something awful happen. Yeah. The secret is that, is that uh, uh this, this movie is gay and you're gay too. All right. <laughs> oh, <hey>. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You're gay now. Whoa. If I had to find out this way. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Yeah, I love the part where it's 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 staying there like that, kind of like just relaxed for a moment with the thing in this, and you can see that its stomach is bulging a little bit oh. from eating parts of the of the. Yeah. yeah. It, it, True. It's terrifying. And it kind of looks pregnant. That, that, the image right there kind of looks like a pregnancy. Yeah. And there's all, obviously there's a bunch of stuff for that in this, this whole canon. Yeah. Um, and this is when, you know, Shinji is like, I'm going to destroy Nerve HQ. I've got enough power left in me to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And then just like in the show, Gendo drops his, I don't have time for childish tantrums. Yeah. I, and raises the LCL levels. Yeah. And you actually see him throwing the tantrum this time. He has made his way and he has made his way down. You see like a trail of destruction behind him. He's like, I will destroy this base. I will, I will take this down right now. Yeah. He's stomping on the top of the pyramid, like ready to destroy a everything. literal tantrum. It's like, it's not fair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, and I love that when he he when he knocks out Shinji, Unit O One collapses in a very human way into the underground lake. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We find out that the cassette player that Shinji's had this whole time was Gendo's. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's a hard ass line here: when you wall off your ears, you wall off your heart. Hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Fucking amazing so, stuff yeah. here. Shinji wakes up again in the hospital room. Yep. Mm-hmm. And but this time there there's not Ray waiting for him. No, there's nerve goons. Yeah. <laughs> with the with the the triple layer handcuffs, which is still the funniest yep. thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we see Asuka basically in surgery. She, they're afraid she's been corrupted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden Ritsko says she's like a. I think she calls her like a priceless asset or something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though earlier she was replaceable, mm-hmm. that's something that uh, like sexist men w- call women to, to make themselves yeah. not sound sexist. You know, yeah, it's like you're still calling her an object, dude. No, she's a valuable yep, yep. asset to the human race. There you go. Uh, Gendo tells Shinji to grow up, <laughs> and Shinji says he doesn't know what being a grown up means. Yeah. Because you know why? Because he's a fucking child. Yeah. Gendo? Did you think about that? He's only 14. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure about that? That's why? <laughs> and then Gendo's like, delete the whole third boy. <laughs> yep. The third boy. And then, yeah. He's also, like, I, I love this. Oh, go ahead, Seth. I was going to say, it's like, you know, it's the same thing. Shinji's like, I'm not going to pilot anymore. And now he's out. Mm-hmm. I loved in Katsuragi's apartment, there's this great shot of Asuka's room. 
and the doll and the few things she had with her in that trailer before she got into the unit are sealed in a crazy glass box yeah. on her bed. Mm-hmm. Just I, I just love small, the small stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, we got uh, Katsuragi trying to talk to Shinji before he leaves. Basically, she reveals that uh, Ray was going to have invited Gendo to the dinner party as well. It's like all she wanted to do was see you and your father laugh together. And he just goes, I don't think I'm ever going to laugh again. It's like, damn. Can you imagine Shinji and Gendo laughing at the same thing at the same time? <laughs> having that, Please. Having that little bonding moment where they find out that there's something they both find funny. Could you imagine those two watching? I think you should leave. <laughs> there, there we go. That's how you tie it all together. Yeah. Yep. You said you said that, Seth, and I, I I was suddenly just like in the bottom of that well from the ring, like, <laughs> just, like <laughs> just looking up at the fucking aperture closing and being like, "No, <laughs> Shinji and Gendo <laughs> laughing." Could you imagine them like joking around him, looking at looking at him? It's like <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm gonna eat Shinji. I'm gonna eat the whole thing. I'm gonna eat the whole unit of three. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, get me out of here. Pull the ripcord on the simulation. Yeah. Scotty, beam me the fuck out of hell. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So when, when Shinji walks out, he says, I don't want my phone. You know, I'm never gonna laugh again. I don't care who's calling me. I'm I'm done. And but he has been reminded that he's still being monitored by nerve for basically the rest of his life. But he he knows this, but he's like, I'm done. And he just fucking heads to the shelter. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. The rest of his life, which would be about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get a shot of Ben's boy, Kaoru, Kaoru. on Bloodstained Moon, just saying, the time has come. Yep. Suiting up. Yeah. <laughs> what time? What time? Because the 10th angel has mm-hmm. showed up. Angel attacks. Yay. Right now. This was the this was the one from the show that was super brutal, the one with the fucking mono ribbon. Yeah, that that's used. right. Yes. Right. Yeah, they changed. I feel like they changed his look up because I saw him at first. Yeah. I'm like, is that a new angel? Yeah, he looks a lot um, like tankier. Yeah. In the beginning, he's a very bulky guy as well. But aside from the ribbons, he's just like a big mass mm-hmm. a wall. He reminds me of that character from Marvel's Capcom Two. That's like a mummy, you know. Like he's in a sarcophagus and he oh, comes yeah, out yeah, to yeah. sometimes. He reminds you of that. Yeah, Taskmaster. Um. <laughs> and they're like, the, de- the defense lines have been breached. And I'm like, why even call them defense lines, yeah. guys? Call them, call them boundaries yeah. or something. Call them like- dead people. Call them, <laughs> call them corpses, bodies. Waste of taxpayer dollars. Entities, something. <laughs> um... And this thing shows up, and remember how Romeo took like eight hours to drill through the fucking. This thing blows up the armor in a single yeah. shot. Yeah, done. Oh fuck. <laughs> and you see Mari getting into an Ava, and they really, really sell us on those boobs, man. They really got to get those in there. Yeah, they. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. Somebody's got to pay the bills. God damn it! Wait, how is she? She's also like fourteen, don't, right? Don't don't okay. ask. Don't ask. All right. okay. okay, okay. Okay. Um, Asking the question implicates you. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah. The music here, again, incredible music is playing over this whole fucking sequence. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a, an incredible scene where she's been, Amari's just been shooting it with these dual wielding SMGs 
and is like, this isn't working, and it switches those out. Or no, she's, yeah, she's switching the dual SMGs to just a big gun that's also a spear. So it's just like the yeah. most Evangelion weapon you could possibly think of. My favorite part, by the way, is when that fucking, when six missiles hit it at the same time and we get a shot of it just sitting mm-hmm. there. Because the missiles, the, the, it's very tactile how the missiles hit, crunch, and then they just stay still for a minute because they haven't, you know, they haven't, their propulsion isn't doing anything. They haven't exploded yet. And he just has like six missiles stuck in him. It's a really, really cool shot. Oh, yeah. It's so dumb, but also I love it so fucking much for how it just embraces it. It's like, yeah. This is impossible, but we love it anyways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just too strong. Yeah, so then and when she switches the big gun with spear, she does like a flip and tries to stab it, but then it, it recedes and then blows her away. Mm-hmm. And this is when this is when Mari's like, I gotta hit plan B. And she means plan B quite literally. Mm-hmm. Because she wants to eject the humanity from this Ava by going beast mode. Mm-hmm. Literally yeah. going beast mode. Which is apparently something that all of these Avas could do if you knew the secret. Uh, if you knew the secret code, which is, yep. it seems like something really simple, like the beast. You know, which I feel like it's something you could just say in conversation on accident inside the Ava yeah. and then unleash it. Uh, but yeah, this is the scene I was talking about earlier that reminded me of Naruto a little bit. Just like the first time Naruto like uh, like channels the Nine Tail Fox. Like it kind yeah. it kind of had that energy, like the eyes are red and everything, moving like them. So, yeah. So Unit O two begins to like sprout these like things out of its like, green spindles out of its like back and arms, mm-hmm. and you know Katsuragi and Ritsuko are watching this, and they're like, Ooh, it's going. <laughs> that's beast mode." <laughs> Damn it! She found that beast is, mode. They 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 say that it has the the it has plunged into the negative depths. Mm. Yeah, is what they say. Which basically once once means it's divorced of all of its humanity. Yeah, and it, it hunches over on all fours and starts to run like a fucking animal at yeah. this thing. And it's like tearing the fucking AT fields away with its fucking teeth and claws. Yeah, it's just biting them. It also changes Mari too. Like it changes her entire face structure. Yeah, she gets one of those anime like huge, like your mouth is fifty percent of your face things and the teeth are like sharp and big. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which is just crazy. The, it busts out the fucking mono ribbons again, and e- it just—it's mm-hmm. too much for for even Unit O Two and Beast Mode can't handle yeah. it. So then Ray comes out, and they're like, "That's not a—that's not a gun, is it?" <laughs> and then, by God, it's a fucking missile, and Ray yep. is gonna force the missile into this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So we get this, inc- we get another great shot of. The missile is being stabbed in the AT field. It's going, it's, its propulsion has been activated. So she's pulling it. And then Mari is below, biting at the AT field, trying to, you know, trying to help it get through. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I literally wrote in my notes Mari scares me. <laughs> yes. And I love that Ray says her reason for this is she, does, she wants it to be so that Shinji has a pilot anymore. Like, yep. she wants his wish to become mm-hmm. true. And then she shoves it into the fucking uh, uh, angel and blows up the N2 bomb. But, you know, well, it's it still not enough. It closes its core, mm-hmm. so nothing happens. Yep. Would you say it walls off its heart? <laughs> Motherfucker. Sora! <laughs> Somebody write this down. <laughs> he walled off his heart, Sora! <laughs> oh my god, Kingdom Hearts, they go, they go to Ava, can you imagine? 
Sora going to school with Shinji. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Ida's like, dude, where'd you get your shoes from? They're gigantic. <laughs> what are you, a clown? Um, <laughs> that oh, yeah, tell line. What are you, Hey, we got a fucking clown over here. <laughs> and so we get an incredible shot of Shinji sitting alone in one of the shelters as the intercom is saying this shelter is no longer safe please leave so he's but he's just like I don't even want to be around anymore so he's just sitting there in the, in, in the middle of nothing and then fucking Mari just crashes right into it again crashing in on Shinji from above say yeah. <laughs> like, oh what are you doing here <laughs> What a coincidence. With 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 the brain of Unit O2 spilling out of its fucking head yes. as she's mm-hmm. talking. It's, it's a really, really crazy image. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta come with me, Shinji. And so Remember in the show, Shinji saw Unit O2's head get cut off and land next to his bunker. In this, she actually literally p- jigs him out of mm-hmm. the bunker to take him away. Yeah. yeah. You got you got to come watch Ray get eaten. It's a crazy sight. Exactly. <laughs> she holds him out and what does he what's the first thing he gets to see is the angel eating Ray's whole Ava and then kind of becoming Ray. Yeah. I yeah. I I, I was like, "Damn, we're hitting end of Ava very quickly here." It's like, well, "There's two more movies. What's going to happen after this?" Yeah. And also the music swells mm-hmm. when Shinji uh, starts to make his decision, um, you know, he wants to help out. Mm-hmm. It's a, the, oh my god, music's so good there. Yeah. I like how they made the choice to make this moment from the show the climax of, of this of this particular movie. So far, I feel like they've been really good at taking like the the segments from the show that we are familiar with and throwing them in the movie and making them like the emotional like and making them like the big emotional impact, the big emotional climax of the movie. Yep. There's only one pacing issue I have with this movie, right? And it's right here when we, we see that Unit 01 is rejected the delivery mm-hmm. plug. And like that happened earlier in this fight in the show, and I feel like we probably should have seen this maybe about like four or five minutes earlier to like explain what happened with this whole thing. Because Gendo just leaves yeah. to go deal with it, and we don't see anything else. And I'm just like, maybe show us this a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, but it's yeah, fine. My, my, one, my one editor note is uh, we should have seen, because even in the show, when... He walks off. To me, it kind of implied that is he going to get into the Ava? So I feel like we should have seen seen Gendo in the suit, all suited up, getting ready to enter the plug before Shinji comes running. Is like, no, I'll do it. And then Gendo's just like, oh, I just got, I just got, I just fuck, I just, but I just, (laughs) I just put it on. Uh, I was looking forward to this. I haven't done this in twenty years. (laughs) And he's wearing um, Asuka's plug suit. Transparent <laughs> middle section. It's the only what, what some would call right, right below areola to about right above the you know the pelvis. Yeah, they never answered yeah. the question like why is why was the test suit that revealing? She she asked. She even asked. She's like, this is a little weird. Why is this? And they're like, don't worry about yeah. it. Move on. Who is this for? Just turn all the way around for the camera. What camera? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Who said that? For the the guy drawing this. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think the best part is when the the angel blasts its way down into the geo front. It's going down. It's coming in the control room, and Katragi's like, "All non-combatants evacuate." I'm like, "Who the fuck is a combatant to this thing? <laughs> who? Who in this room? Name one person who's like, I'm a combatant against the angel." Ibuki. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, the time has come. She pulls out the giant gun from under the desk. 
Yeah. She has a, yeah. a human prog knife. <laughs> like, I can do this. She just has a box cutter. <laughs> yeah. She throws yeah. it from her desk and hits the core. <laughs> but we do get that awesome fucking scene from the show where it's about to blast him and just you know one oh, and then it. Shinji does it. Katsuragi's like, Shinji's finally back. And we get a, a great fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, up until oh, no, so what, what she says is Shinji came. And yes. I said, yeah. did. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we saw it. Arrest this man. <laughs> um, but yeah, great fight scene in mm-hmm. here. Once once yeah. again, we get the shot of the blood splattering on a uh, on Gendo's face, and him not reacting at all. Yeah, Come, a stone face, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and then once again, the one thing that holds all these Avas back. He runs out of power. Mm-hmm. He's he's got the upper hand in the fight. It, things are looking good. Runs out of power, uh, and then uh, gets fucking basically impaled. Mm-hmm. Like you see blood shooting out. You see blood shooting out of his mouth. Using his arm, by the yeah. way, we should say. Yeah. Yeah. A while back, he lost an arm. He's been doing this one one arm the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Another thing that happens more than once in this movie. Well. And then, in the darkness of the cockpit. We see Shinji's eyes light mm-hmm. up. Yep. And a new Spike Spencer pulls out a new version of the Shinji Ooh, voice. Yeah. He does, yeah. yeah. This is a really cool change. Mm-hmm. And the fucking music mm-hmm. hits. And the shit is just so. F- Guys, this scene is just so fucking mm-hmm. tight. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like I said, every, just, we're just in a part of the movie where everything is working for me. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Mm hmm. It, yeah, like I, I really like how they changed this up. He's not, it's not going berserk. It's not like the spirit of you know Shinji's mom like taking over. Uh, it's literally like Shinji is controlling all of this. He is a part of the process now. I mean, it goes berserk, but not in the same way it did in the show, which I thought, which yeah. I thought was very, which I thought was very fascinating. It's not animalistic. It's more like demonic. Yeah. When this happens. Yeah. And the arm comes back as pure energy. Does not get restored, mm-hmm. by the way, into an arm. But how cool was it? It turns into like a Romeo shaped, like, and blast. Yeah. Yes. Just kind of showing off that, you know, the, the Ava, like, they share the same DNA as all these angels. And it's just coming up. It's just more creative of a way to show it off. Yeah. Yep. And so when, you know, one stands up, it starts to form a halo above its head. Mm hmm. And it is said that it is transcending all human limitations, <laughs> my, which is just an insane thing to say. My first thought was, did, did he die, but was allowed to come back and visit his family for one day, like Goku? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Shinji drops, you know, probably the hardest thing Shinji's ever said, which is, I don't care what happens to me, and I don't care what happens to this world. Mm. Um, and it's ama- yep. it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I-, I want to save Ray from whatever whatever fucking place she's in right now. And Yuna one puts his hand over the fucking core of this angel, and we see Shinji crawl out of- down the cockpit into whatever the fuck barrier yeah. there is. Fucking loses and all just- of his skin as he does yeah. it. Oh, that was freaky. Yes. Pushes pushes through whatever this forbidden wall is, loses his skin, yeah. and grabs Ray and yanks her back into the cockpit mm-hmm, with yes. him. After she has said, don't worry, there's ones that can replace me, and he just says, there's only one Ayanami, mm. and then pulls this thing out. This whole, once again, 
whole sequence here with him diving in, grabbing her, pulling out the 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 slow mo when he pulls her out. All that fucking looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That's just this gorgeous animation Beautiful. right there. Beautiful. How about the creepy like tons of little rays that are crawling out of the yeah. corner under mm-hmm. Ava's hand? He pulls her out, and then the fucking angel explodes, and the blood forms into a giant mm-hmm. ray. Yep. And the halo starts to turn red. Starts to look a lot like something we saw earlier in the movie. Yeah. To be honest. Yep. Yeah. When when I when I first saw this happening, my first thought was, "No, no, already? Yeah. No, what? <laughs> yeah. I watched the movie twice, but I watched this final like the scene starting from when he saves Ainami to the end. I watched that about four or five times because both times I rewound it and watched it again. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Gendo says our plan is this is it's time for our plans to come true, which is a weird way to phrase that, but I think makes sense in context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ritsko was like, the second impact is continuing. This is the third impact, which means the death of all previous life mm-hmm. forms. Because now th- these two yes. have formed into a uh, like the the new life form, basically. Yes, because you know one has become awakened. Yeah, oh, as they he's got it. he's gotten woke. Um, He's gone woke. Exactly. <laughs> He's part of the woke mob now. <laughs> Which is why he gets he gets woke. <laughs> um, yeah. Katsuragi cheers him on, by the way. I love yeah, that, that was a little great. bit. And Ritsuko's like, you crazy bitch! <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And, and so the movie essentially ends... For, with them saying this is the end the, of the world. The, the, with, in my opinion, the real ending of the movie is when she says, this is the beginning of Third Impact, the end of the world credits mm-hmm. right there was that was like i was like this is one of the hardest endings i've ever seen to a movie um and before we talk about anything else i just want to go ahead and say this is like this is like five stars for me i think this is my favorite thing i've seen from evangelion so far wow i like it more than end i like it more than the first rebuild i like it more than certain sections of the show for sure this thing this thing just really haunted for me mm. I, I fucking loved it mm-hmm. yeah i not an un- uncommon opinion, I'll say that. Okay. I definitely think it's better than the first rebuild. And the first rebuild was not yeah. bad. But I don't know. There's just something about End that, like... I mean, when yeah. I, when I, End is Yeah, great. when I watch End, and, like, not only that, but when I look, go back and look at the promotional material and, like, the trailers and stuff that were released for it, there was a trailer for the movie that was released. There was no actual footage from the movie. It was all live action. And then at the end, it's like, End of Evangelion. This movie is... This movie will be animated. <laughs> Yeah. And then like the TV tra- and then like the TV trailers for the for the movie were just like 15 seconds of the movie being sped across and just Shinji scream in the background. And it's, it's just uh, there was some that movie gives me a certain feeling. But this one yeah. this one slaps too. This one's great. Yeah. And I'm going to say I do think by the way when you watch Gurren Lagann then it will it will increase your appreciation for these movies yeah. by a lot. Yeah. On the side I don't know much about it, but I did find out the other day that apparently Gynax also made Gurren Lagann. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, very, very different show from Evangelion. Mm. But some DNA is there. Similar themes, but different... Different, different yeah, execution. Way different... Yeah. But, and then I want to say this now. I think that the post-credits, which by the way aren't post-credits, they are not... This isn't, you know, a supplement to the movie. This is a more movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, kind of ruins the ending for me. I kind of did not like it 
and I was I was kind of upset that I watched it at this point. Interesting. Because I thought the a movie ending with the with the phrase "This is the end of the world" and me knowing in my head that there's two movies left in this series, I'm like, that's the hardest thing you can possibly do. But then we see post credits and Kaoru throws the Spear of Longinus through Unit 01 and is just like, Shinji, you're going to be happy now. He says, I'll make you happy this time. This time, yes. Which is What does that mean? What, fueling, what do you mean? <laughs> well, well, which is fueling my theory that the end of Evangelion has happened. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I felt like Jennifer Lawrence from the la- from the newest Hot Ones. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are <Yeah>. you saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a topical reference. And all I can say, Seth, is what you just said makes me so excited for you to watch three point three three. Oh my fucking god! I can't wait for you to watch this fucking movie. Because from what I've heard, three point three three is especially the most uh, polarizing. Yes, of it is by far. The bunch. But yeah, Kaoru hits him with the, the Spear of Longinus, and it's like, not so fast, dipshits. Uh, it ain't over yet. Did, and Seth, I'm just curious. Before you watched this movie, did you go back and watch the preview for the end of 1.11 like I told you to? I didn't watch it before. I watched it after. Did, now, Ben, did you watch the preview from the end of yes. 1.11? So, having seen that, and now having seen 2.22, did you understand what I meant when I told you you should, you should watch it before you watched the movie? No. Mm-hmm. Kinda a little bit. There were similar themes because all that shit was cut deceptively. None of that shit happened in the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's like all the the previews are all like the fifth angel show. It's like the the fifth the fifth Ava shows up. That made me think Kaoru was gonna be a be a bigger part of this movie. He doesn't show up until the end. I'm like, where the fuck is Kaoru? (laughs) Yes, but the problem with these stingers to me is that I don't think that like. When I see that, especially because, have you guys seen when Batman Begins r- ran on ABC Family and they <laughs> cut the trailer so it was like, he's a man who defends his honor and his family. Yeah. Uh, Batman, a man who famously has no family. Um, that's kind of what these things feel like to me, is where it's like, next time Shinji's going to do this and this and this, and this Ava is going to be cool. And I'm like, no, it's not. You're not going to fucking, you're not going to trick me with this. I know this isn't going to happen. I- I'm smart enough now. I want someone to take those uh, those stingers and just re-edit them in the style of that Batman ABC family with yes. Someday by Nickelback playing in the background like it was. <laughs> that was the craziest shit. <laughs> I just love the stingers because they are absolutely made to infuriate fans for, for in this case, literal years. Almost, like almost a, a decade, decade yeah. of waiting. Yeah, yeah like, like... Of people being like... Thinking there's going to happen. Like, the gall. The nerve. Yeah, get it? Nerve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the nerve. But, yeah. Speaking of that, real quick, one extra note I did write down is... There's actually two things I wrote. One is... And this might have been originally in the show, and I never paid attention to it. But there's a scene where Katsuragi and Kaji are talking. And in the background, you see, like, a nerve video play. And the slogan that they put in there is... God is in heaven, all's right with the world. Or God's in his yeah. heaven, all's right with the world. Mm-hmm. That's from the that's okay. from an actual phrase, but yeah. Crazy thing. From, you, you go to work, and that's the slogan you see up on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second one is, I believe it is in the fight when they're going to try and catch the angel. I think it was in that one, mm-hmm. where Katsuragi says, we won't count on a miracle, we'll make one through force of will. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just kind of sums up the way Katsuragi makes plans. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, but yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all, this movie fucking yeah. And yeah. Oh. I'm truly even like I was telling, and we had a break a minute ago. I uh, I'm seeing Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One this week. I'm seeing Barbie next week. I'm equally excited to watch Evangelion 3.33, a movie that came out however fucking long mm-hmm. ago. Oh, as I am for those two. Yeah. You cannot redo. You cannot redo. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You think about think about these titles, by the way, when you're when you're watching them. Think about the titles mm-hmm. of these movies. Yeah. I know the the first one made sense. Uh, the first one. I, I mm-hmm. this one is taking a little bit to kind of find the correlation a little bit. Uh, Honestly, you should you should swap the titles of of two and three, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But they they work either mm-hmm. way. You'll yeah. definitely see once you watch the movie. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> well, I'm excited for the third one because of how divisive it is. I want to see. I also looked it up. Apparently, it's the shortest one out of all the rebuild. Movies, it is. Uh, which is uh, it's like 97 minutes, which in my opinion, perfect length for a movie. Uh, yeah. And then the fourth one's like, guess what? Two and a half hours. Dumb. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's like, what are we cramming in two and a half hours? Two and a half hours straight yeah. of Evangelion. I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so. like I think I like like uh, I think I like end more, but I I think this is a five star for me. Yeah, I mean this movie is is one of the best animated films I've seen in a lot. I mean, just great fucking movie. Yeah. I I really love mm-hmm. it. I will say Anno knows perfectly how to use music with a scene to elevate it. Like the Com Susser Todd in end, in my opinion, is one of the greatest musical choices ever for a song. I forgot to mention that. The final song. I totally I wrote it down in my notes. What a fucking choice that is. Mm-hmm. In, in in the movie or in the credits? In the movie. The last scene when he's okay. when he's like after he saves or during the time when he's saving Ainami and that whole scene at the end. I don't know the name of the song at all, but whatever it was fucking work so well because i feel like if you showed someone that scene in a vacuum they'd be like that song doesn't really work here but then once you see the whole movie and the whole canon of evangelion you're like no this song works mm-hmm. over time yeah i do think that the, the end credit song is a banger yes yes and the, the fourth one is a great banger to mm-hmm. the end of it i listen mm-hmm. all the time okay it's great well i'm very excited to get to the third mm-hmm. one and then obviously four mm-hmm. I, this is it's I'm, but honestly, guys, I'm gonna say it right now, I'm kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that we're gonna be done with Evangelion mm-hmm. soon. It's it's been yeah. really fun. Let's just let's just watch. Let's been. just do a Evangelion revisit podcast. Let's just do it again. Yeah, let's just do it again. <laughs> yes, we redo. We rebuild yeah. the Evangelion yeah. podcast episode. Yes, this time e- this time else. Ben has seen it already, and Smith has yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. I, and I, um, I'll be five feet taller. <laughs> I don't know how that'll play <laughs> on the audio, but I will be a 13 foot tall man. Yeah. <laughs> Just take me out back and with a rubber hammer hit me in the head until I can get you <laughs> Each hit, you lose a year of memory. We gotta yeah, take you yeah. all the way back. You think hit you for so long, hit you for like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dream idiot. Kind of not the same. Yeah. You won't know what anything is after that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so with that over, boys, this has been the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. 
I'm Seth. You can find the stuff that I write on innocent-shatter.io. Uh, I'm Ben. You can follow me on any social media out there at the Pim Powell, including threads. Follow me on threads. Also follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Powell. when I have time to stream. I am going to be insanely busy this week, so I will have no time, but just follow in the rare off chance that I decide to stream again. Hell yeah. Our theme song <laughs> was done by Ben Powell. Done by Ben Powell. Yeah, four <laughs> years ago. He's on this podcast right now. And yeah. counting. <laughs> Uh, I we have stopped trying to uh, convert the red ocean back into the blue ocean, and have decided to uh, embrace the second impact into the third impact and end all life. Okay. Fuck Kauru. Hey. <laughs> Man, that's my boy. You can't say that. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> you can uh, get an endo and a, a gendo and a fuyutsuki to the moon <laughs> and I think I've used a version of this before but this is a rebuild so it doesn't matter uh, all the way from the the geo front in Tokyo 3 to the red blood stain up on the moon this has been the Linux podcast baby we're out out, out.